When everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind. Your journey may take you through some challenges, so many challenges. What a powerful quote for Henry Ford. What I'm trying to tell you is that if we choose to pursue perfection, we will probably never get there, but we will attain excellence along the way. That's really our goal at Heartfax Fitness is to ensure that you're getting the information that you need in order to be successful. Welcome to episode three, Bro Talk. All right, guys, welcome to episode three, Bro Talk, with my co-host, Sonia Spiel from Team Body Lab Seattle. What I got Jason Theobald from Team Scooby Prep. And our goal today is to feed you guys as much information as we can. Um, keep in mind, this is for entertainment purposes only. Uh, we are not advising you to do this. We are not telling you to do this. What we are telling you is that we understand that there's a lot of misconception, a lot of misinterpretation, a lot of stuff out there that uh, we want to cover today that I believe is bullshit. <laughs> and uh, we have one of the best coaches in the country here today to put a lot of those myths to rest, a lot of the crap that's being uh, prescribed or, or talked about to, to certain uh, clients. And we want to make sure that you guys are healthy. So we are not saying we condone it. We're just saying that we're going to provide you guys with the raw facts. Yeah. Are we ready to roll, guys? We're ready to roll. I think one thing to remember too is like he just said, what we are is pro-educated decision. So making sure that you guys have all the information you want, all the information you need to make the decisions of whether you're going to, you know, add in additional, you know, supplementation to your routine, not pro-PED use. None of us are medical doctors and none of us are, you know, doing the damn thing. <laughs> So, um, Ron, I guess we'll just kind of touch base last week. We, if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, we had Dr. Joe Klemensky on, we talked all things macros and micros and how that plays a part into peak. Um, you know, a lot of times we hear things come across, uh, either the DMS or we see things online where people's water were, was pulled or their sodium was pulled and like everything goes to shit. They look the best, you know, the, the next day or the day after that. And so we went over some badass ways to make sure that that's not happening, especially as we're heading into an open season, officially guys shows are very much so happening right now. And it seems like, um, they're coming at a rapid speed. In fact, I was just working on uh, peak week protocols this morning. So, um, that's super exciting. Make sure you guys check out that episode. Um, Ron, what's been going on with you, dude? I know you've been lacking sleep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Every time I talk to Ron, I'm like, oh my God, it's like nine o'clock at night and he's going full speed, man. Yeah, but yeah, you're building the dream. Happy to do this. Uh, tough because number one, I have another job. So Team Amino Pure is not my only job. Um, I do have a full-time job and I also take control of Team Amino Pure and, and answering a lot of questions that come about. Um, but the reward that we get, man, is it, just incredible. The, the amount of people that, send us messages, asking us questions, and then do follow-ups, telling us about their journey, how we're improving their journey on a, on a weekly, monthly basis is really what drives me, to be honest with you. Uh, so thank you all you guys for, from the bottom of our hearts for, for welcoming us with open heart. I know you guys listen to us. Um, we hope that we're putting some good content out for you. And uh, thanks for that. Jason, what about you? Are you in Tampa yet? Not yet. I leave tomorrow about three, get in at five. Um, so that allow me to handle most of my clients for Thursdays. And then I only got to deal with Friday, which is usually a light day anyways. And then we start presenting on Saturday. So it's going to be, yeah. going to be a fun weekend. 
you and uh, John Gorman are going to be Gorman. presenting. Is, is Lauren coming through for the Q&A, Lauren Conlon? Yes, she is. So that'll be cool too. And then we're also going to record an episode live, like in front of everyone. So that's always fun. So sick. Are you guys going to post that with um, Elite Physique University? Yes, it'll okay. be it'll yeah. be posted. Yep, it's not just exclusive to them. We will be recording and uh, posting it. Badass. So guys, if you don't already follow Elite Physique, make sure you do. Jason Theobald and John Gorman do that. It's an amazing podcast with tons of education on it. Um, and they're doing a physique seminar in Tampa. So by the time you're listening to it, you've already fucking missed it. You're shit out of luck. <laughs> you can catch Jason again at PEC, PEC in, um, in May. That's going to be in Nashville, May 20th and 21st. So yeah, Physique Education Collective on that yeah. for the website and the tickets. That's going to be fun. We got about gosh, six or seven presenters that are all strong and, you know, good at what they do. So um, that's going to be chock full of, of knowledge. Plus you're in Nashville and we'll be there. We're going to bring some joy from the <laughs> Pacific Northwest to say the least. All right, guys, let's kick this bro talk off. Let's do it. Big J, you're on, buddy. All right. Do you have a first question for me, Ron? Uh, primarily, you know, for, for somebody that's starting a cycle and yep. uh, we got a lot of people actually a, a big amount of, of, of clients that have never ran a mm -hmm. PED cycle, performance enhancement yeah. drugs. Um, so somebody that comes in, a client that comes in, hey, Jason, I know that you're a great coach. I've heard a lot of things about you. How do you keep me safe? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> that's a pretty broad and loaded question. I'm going to say a few things first. I know you said you're already going to run it anyways, but I really don't think anyone should run anything until they're 25 or over. Um, so I'm going to go on the record of saying that. Like if I get a teenager that comes to me and is like, I'm going to run it anyways, I try to talk them out of it. Um, and my, you know, if someone's 18, 19, let's just put that on the table. We're going to low dose them 250 megs, maybe a test a week. If they're just like, I'm going to do it with another coach or not, but I say 25, let's talk about that person. that is over 25. That is getting ready to do it. The HPTA is fully formed by that age. Um, so that's kind of why I say 25. Um, your first cycle is going to be your best. Um, your body is fresh. Um, it's ready, you know, it should be ready to grow. You should be healthy and your body's just not used to being at super physiological levels. Okay. So because it is going to be your best one, I generally don't go like 250 migs. You know, it's pretty easy for me to say, just go 250 migs, like an HRT dose. Okay. That's cool. I would go 500 milligrams of testosterone, just run tests on its own. Um, you know, if you're, if you're a noob, okay, that's what we're talking about right now. And like I said, I gave you the reason why I don't go at 250. There are probably some coaches out there that say, no, you go at 250. You're going to get gains. Okay. I'm of the opinion, go at 500. It's still low dose. There's no other anabolic involved. It's a 500 milligram load to the body for the week. Not bad. And you're going to get your best bang for your buck. In my opinion. Can I ask a hypothetical question? Yes, of course. Hypothetically, if somebody was running this, would it be better to dose it half and half or one full one dose a week? Yeah, I'm a big believer that, okay, if you're just really not independent, then once a week will work if you use testosterone sipinate, which is a longer ester, and okay. is fine too, but you're still going to have peaks and valleys. It's better to break it up into 250 megs and do like a Monday, Thursday scheduling, okay? okay. Um, if someone's really lean, I may not put an anti-estrogen in. But for those listening who this is new to, you're going to need an anti-estrogen and you're going to need to do research on this. We can't cover all this for you in this amount of time, but you're going to want to look into anti-estrogen. That basically stops testosterone from aromatizing into estrogen and you could get bitch tits. You could get gynecomastia, same thing. 
Um, you could get low libido if you're a man, if your estrogen's too high. The fatter you are running a cycle, the more that this is an issue. The leaner someone is, the less it's an issue. I've seen guys on 500 milligrams who, are, who have abs and start a cycle. They don't need anti-estrogen. Just you can watch your labs. Men should be around 30 um, for estradiol. So there's your range, 25 to 30. If you take your labs and you're at 60, you're going to be marked high. I would say you, you should probably use a little, little Arimidex um, or um, well, Exemestane. Sorry, Exemestane. That is an anti-estrogen that is lighter um, in terms of cholesterol, uh, making it in a bad way. But Arimidex, a lot of guys re respond to a little better. But if you have cholesterol issues, Exemestane. So those, that would be taken anywhere from two to three times a week. If it's an ADEX, 0.5 milligrams, two to three times a week. Don't go heavier than that. You really probably won't need it. Again, if you're a leaner person, I would say you have it on hand, but don't start it. Um, so that's someone who's, who's, who's new, getting into just taking PEDS. That's where I say, and I would tell you to go 12 weeks. Don't go 16 right now, go 12. And then you got to make decisions. Are you someone who has really good genetics and you want to rise to the top fast and you're going to cruise? And I'll explain that in a minute. Or are you someone who really doesn't have that great genetics? You just wanted to do a cycle and you're going to hop off. You still want to make sure you protect your ability to have kids and you're going to PCT. So there's two things and we can go into that in a minute there on, you know, those strategies. Um, but obviously if you keep testosterone in, you can, you know, lower your LH, your luteinizing hormones so much that you would be infertile if you continue down that road. Now you can get it back, but if you're someone who knows you want to have kids, you're young, you want to come off, then we would run a PCT to get your health back in order. And health phases are usually about eight weeks. They can be as long as you were on cycle as well. So that'd be a 12 week. Uh, and then I take labs around six to eight, eight weeks. Now we can go into support subs too, but here's the thing. There's so many that you can throw at this. A lot of times I would run that first cycle, run labs six to eight weeks after, or even while you're on cycle. And then we'll know where your issues are. Is it Jake, cholesterol? Is it kidneys? Sorry to, sorry to interject real quick. At what point do you start utilizing HCG? HCG, um, human chronionic gonotropin. I have a hard time saying the middle word, but it's HCG. It's, it's actually highly prevalent in a female's body upon getting pregnant. It's what the pregnancy test tests for. But it also is a damn good job of bringing back your luteinizing hormone, which is part of the fertility. Uh, and then if that's dormant too long, it can affect guys' libido sometimes. So you've got some options. If you're gonna go the TRT route, which means test replacement route, and you're gonna blast and cruise, which cruise phases, I just said eight to 12 weeks, um, you would do 200 megs of testosterone. You would drop it down. You can even do 150 and you can still spread that over two doses. Um, and you're going to hit that HCG at least a day or two away from your test shots. Do not take it on the same day. You're going to make it not work. So let's say you're on a Monday, Thursday, testosterone, TRT dosing. Your uh, HCG would be 500 IUs on Wednesday and Saturday. You want it away from the testosterone. So it, so it spikes LH. You're not negating it. It'd be kind of like, trying to roll a snowball up a hill when you got someone else on the other end pushing right back. So that will bring your, your, your LH back some, um, if your LSHBG goes low, like mine, it'll help keep that up. So your libido is going to be restored and come back. Some guys, you know, on 500 migs are going to, are be going to want to fuck everything. And some guys by the end of it are going to have, they're not really that, that really feeling their libido. So that will bring that back. Now, 
it, ACG is also used in PCT and we can go there in a minute. And that's when you come completely off and try to restore um, your, your testosterone. And for um, our listeners, just a clarification, PCT, when we refer to that, it's post-cycle therapy. So it's what you're doing in the time off of your thank cycle. You. So yeah. there's, there's two things that I think really that, you know, as an, as a noob, a lot of people forget pre and post, right? It's like, what are you doing? What does your lifestyle in your life look like before you've ever started your cycle? And then what are you doing when you come off of your cycle? And you're going to get the best results if you're really catering to, you know, you're not just giving big fucks about the cycle, but you're giving big fucks about what your health and what your labs look like before, what your health and what your labs look like right after. And one of the reasons he's saying to run labs right after PCT, right after you do it is because right then, you know, exactly how is my body responding when these, when these quote unquote, like PEDs or this test is in me versus waiting eight weeks when it's kind of already left. That way, when you go into a cycle again, you guys can really know, okay, what sides do I need to mitigate? Or do I need to add in things to support my kidney or my liver? Because everybody's body based on genetics and where they were pre-cycle is going to change. And those are the things you want to cater to. So it's really important that you guys are listening to the pre and the post because those are where you guys are going to actually get the best long-term results without fucking your bodies up. And PCT yeah. is so important. Uh, one of the, I had a couple of people tell me just, I think yesterday, as a matter of fact, they just, once they're finished their cycle, they don't PCT. They yeah. go cold turkey with nothing. Yeah. And then they feel like shit, right? And you're going to lose more of your gains. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, once that testosterone clears in two weeks, you're going to be tanked. I mean, you'll be in the 100s probably. Um, you know, and then when I see HCG therapy come in, I see guys at least around 400 to 700. So, I mean, you can hold your tissue there and get it, get it cranking again. But yeah, that's just not a really a smart, um, way to do it. Also yo-yoing your hormones like that is worse on the body. Um, so you at least want to run a proper post-cycle therapy or blast and cruise. And, you know, when you cruise, that's where we said the TRT at 200 milligrams and it can be lower. I mean, I have, I have friends who go to hundred. Um, but you're still going to have great scores to be able to hold the muscle and keep training. Question for you, Jay, real quick, blast and cruise over PCT, which one would give you more benefits? That's a good question. You know, I think there's a school of thought where <clears throat> come completely off, get your labs spot, spot on. Um, and, uh, you're going to reset your receptors better, but then there's another school of thought where it's like, you know, when you do that training does come down some poundages come down some it's harder to make gains if you're just on an hcg clomid you know type um pct and we can get into that whereas if you got the the blast and cruise option where you got 200 megs of test you're still going to recover pretty damn well maybe you drop one day of training off but you can still train to failure and makes gains slower so how fast are you trying to get to the top how good are your genetics what's your risk reward benefit and then you know after you've ran a few cycles your test may not come back from pct and then that's when you can, you know, go to the, the um, cruise situation. But we're, we, were, we originally started with someone who's new. And so if they only run a 12-week cycle, they should be able to, you know, get their test back, you know, naturally from a PCT. So, you know, it's the options of how fast you're trying to get to the top. Now, the older guys, once you're over 30, yeah. I, pretty much recommend, I pretty much recommend those guys. If you're going to start a cycle. Say, if you're 25 versus like, if you're t- coming on, so you're just starting stuff and you're 35, you're, you're, I mean, you could actually be an andropause, which is, you know, menopause, but for men already mm-hmm. at 35, we have this, depending on stress levels in your life, you could be down at 250, 300, 350 at 35. And yeah, so that does play a big difference. Can you break down a little bit about how much that plays a difference in PCT and coming off of a test? Yeah. So 
you know, if you're already low and you run a cycle, so low would be, you know, let's say you're in range, but you're 225, 275, 300, and you run a cycle because of the exogenous drugs coming in, there's a negative feedback loop and your body stops producing. So that person's going to plummet even further. Um, they're already low. Now they're going to be clinically low when they come off. So that's where I'm saying like the PCT may not even get them back into a good range. So that's where we talk about cruising on the 200 MIGs. And this, the older you get, the longer stress is played in your life. The more you've had, you know, marriage, divorce, kids, all these different things, the body doesn't back, snap back the same. So a 22-year-old who runs a cycle, which I still don't advise it, they're going to be able to get their test back much easier from a PCT than a guy who's 30 plus. So that has to be looked at too. So a lot of times, especially if they're trying to go pro, I say, let's just blast and cruise. We'll watch your labs and we'll go from there. Um, and that's where then we get into, you know, over-the-counter supplementation to really learn their body and what their issues are. Because, you know, if you're listening right now, you should write these down. We got to look at cholesterol. We got to look at kidneys. We got to look at your blood pressure. We got to look at your insulin sensitivity. Uh, we got to look at your liver. Those are all major areas that, you know, can get thrown off and need supplementation to, to help those areas. And the older you get, the more likely that a cycle is going to impact things. So, you know, I see a lot of cholesterol issues. I see a lot of liver values going high. Luckily, I don't see a ton of kidney issues, but it, it can arise if you're prone. Like, again, there's a risk reward to using any of these things. You can be one of those people that have impaired kidney function already and, and, and it really right. takes them down. The liver another, gland, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was gonna say another thing for the people listening, like if you don't know, it's like if your liver is off, the way that, you know, <laughs> estrogens are leaving the body is almost obsolete. So you're a higher level of estrogenizing or uh, aromatizing into estrogen. So that's one thing. Your thyroid's going to be downregulated. That's another thing. So when you're looking at this and, and, and let's just say like you're adding a prep on top of this, and you're just taxing those adrenals and you're going, 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 you're, you're not just turning off like one system. If you're not watching these values and you're not taking care of your body during these cycles, like cleaning out the liver, like I'm a big, big Medipure fan, but like, if you're not, if you're not watching those things and they start getting gunked up, your liver's not flushing, your thyroid will downregulate, your gut health will go to shit and your, your hormones will definitely be fucked. Yeah. And, you know, Ron, I don't know if this episode we want to get in, you know, we're telling people to look at, you know, their labs and the livers and the cholesterol. There are ranges and there are things to look at, but I don't know if you are going to plan on doing a, a labs episode. And so you want to stick more to PEDS today. Yeah, let's and, stick and then, more to PEDS because I do want to have a whole episode on labs. Uh, yeah. and, and one of the things that in touching a little bit about labs, if you're not willing to do labs, guys, don't run this stuff. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, don't run it. Just if you have no business doing this stuff, if you're not going to be responsible, a responsible adult, run your labs because you are going to fuck your body, your kidneys, your liver, whatever, your cholesterol, run your labs, have somebody on your side that knows what they're doing. And then you're, you're, you're going to be set, right? If you're going to do it anyway, make sure you're doing it right. Yeah. And you know, the reason I tell the noobs to just run tests is because number one, it's the main hormone that's made by our body. So it's, it's, it, it knows it. And number two, if you get sides, you know what's causing it. Um, you can down the dose. Um, we can add more Remedex, all those different things. Um, you know, there's even prolactin sides. Some people are prone to not usually with tests, but it happens. And then the, the nipples lactate. So you got to look at other, you know, ancillaries like cabergoline. Not, I'm not to scare you, but these are things that 
could happen and you, and it's almost better to have a coach or have read a shit ton before you just go sticking yourself with a needle. Um, but you know, then as someone has more time and education in the game, you can start adding in other anabolics and we can talk about those too and how that goes. So it's more for the advanced. So let's talk a little bit about the, the more advanced or middle of the road guy, the 30 year old bodybuilder has been doing it for some time. This probably uh, maximizes natural potential and is looking to go pro or looking to do some shows. How do you tackle those situations? So let's say, you know, they've done well locally, regionally, um, state-wise, all those, and they're ready to go nationally. Um, if they've already, you know, have some ped experience, that's kind of when you build, you know, cycles. So, you know, um, you might have something where here's a fairly simple one. Um, a lot of guys like to start with uh, testosterone and, and, and layer it in with equipoise. Um, equipoise is going to increase red blood cell count, though. So you're going to have to watch your hematocrit and your blood pressure could then go up. So that's what people who use equipoise need to watch. And if you're prone to those things, maybe it's not the drug for you, but it is a fairly next level, like intermediate drug to add that or DECA. So those two both though will raise your red, all PEDs will raise your blood, red blood cell count. These two are just more prevalent. So then you got to watch your HCT on your labs. That's your hematocrit. And if you're one of those that are prone to that, to run high, that's how thick your blood is. And you got to donate every three months. And yes, I would recommend you donating. And if you don't want to do it, then don't take those PEDs or, or don't take much PEDs at all. Question for you. Um, this was brought up yesterday, a couple of days ago, actually. What, DECA over MPP, one over the other and why? Okay. So they're just, they're the same. They're just, they have a different ester attached to them. And what I mean by that is DECA is, is slower to basically half-life and, and, and cut through the body and, and, and MPPs faster. And because DECA stays in the body longer, there's more water retention with it. So, you know, you're probably going to get a little bit better feeling joints from the DECA than you will MPP, but they are actually the same drug. It's just one, it's like test probe and test sit. Probe, you know, it, uh, it has to be taken every other day and, and MPP is kind of one of those same, whereas DECA, you could literally hit it once a week or twice a week and be fine because it's got that slower ester that makes it not get out of the body as fast and therefore it builds better. Just same pro, uh, same principle as like with test sipinate. Um, so that's really the main difference. So let, let me just tell you this. If you're someone who's watery and you're more endomorphic, you might want to go with the faster esters, MPP, test probe. If you're someone like myself who just doesn't really ever carry water and stays lean, either would work just fine for you. You might even be better with DECA. So that's one of the things that I was going to ask next, actually, MPP, because of the water retention has better, 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 uh, I guess, results when it comes to water retention, what I heard. I want to talk about, and I'm going to keep it very blunt, Decadic. Yeah. known uh, A symptom that's known as Decadic. And at what yeah. point do you get to, uh, at what dosages do you see that symptom coming and how do you? Honestly, it's not a dosage thing. It's just, it's an individual response. Um, generally speaking, what's happened is that is, DECA can, it's a 19 nor and all the 19 nors can raise prolactin, as I mentioned before. And if that starts to happen, that's where that DECA dick can come in. But to say everyone who uses DECA is going to get DECA dick, it's completely blown out of the water. It might happen to you, it might not. If you want to have cabergoline on hand, because for whatever reason you think you might be prone or you're just freaked out, not a bad thing to have on hand, you can do that. Um, and then dose that if, if that comes around, but 
I don't see it a ton, to be honest with you. It's kind of blown out of proportion. So when you talk about a cycle, middle of the road cycle for the more uh, advanced user, right? Or a bodybuilder, you're talking about test being the base. And yep. now you're talking about DECA or MPP. If you were, if somebody was to throw a third compound in there yep. to keep it a, a really nice solid trifecta to keep you growing. And we're not talking yep. about the nutrition aspect of it. We're just talking about the PED side of it. What is a good combo on the trifecta? So it's going to depend really on goals. If we're going for mass here, um, you know, you might... I'm not a big fan of orals in the off season. They're hard on the body and they're really hard on the liver. And so to me, if you're going to tax that organ that directly, that's inflammation, that's more stress. I don't like it. So that said, a lot of people's answer would be 50 milligrams of D ball, you know, the test deck of D ball is like the feel good. I'm fucking Superman cycle. And it's true. And a lot of guys, it's an intermediate cycle for them. 500 tests, 500 deck of 50 mix D ball daily. You're round, you're big, you're a little watery, you fill out your shirts better and you feel good. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, at all. But I am not, if you're going to do this long-term, you really want to keep the orals out, in my opinion, in your off season. So that being said, you've got some, you got some options. Let's say you lay down test, you lay down uh, DECA. Um, you could put Primo in and that has part anti-estrogen um, benefits. It kind of so pulls some of that water gives you a nice full look um, and it's pretty light on the body. So you could throw that in at 300 milligrams with it um, and have a nice little intermediate stack. Um, but honestly, for an intermediate 500 tests, 500 equipoise, they're going to grow. And, and that would be my next step is that or DECA with your test at 500 milligrams each after you've exhausted gains at the 500 milligram test level. So at what point would you incorporate, let's say, a Primo over an EQ uh, equipoise uh, everybody everyone talks about you know Arnold's claim that Primo is was his go-to drug how do you how do you pick one over the other to be honest with you youth you know equipoise is going to give you that bigger look it really seems to go to the shoulders right away I don't know why but it, it just kind of gives them that round look if someone's younger and you know we're not going to have all those hematocrit issues but if someone's older in their 40s I use Primo a lot it might just be a test primo cycle. So you base it based on age primarily. Age is a prime is a primer. And now again, would you that say that mean... primo is a little bit more of like a gentle anabolic? Yeah. Or like, it's like one step up from VAR. Yeah, it's or gentler. It's gentler. You're not gonna hold water. So now you don't have BP Less issues, time. you don't have the hematocrit issues. Right, right. And you know, as you get older, those seem to be more prevalent. Right. Um, and so if you go adding something, it's bumping the hell out of your red blood cell count. Um, you know, you're going to make that blood more viscous. Now the heart has to work harder. And right. I just think as you get older, you want to Mastron would be an option to in place of Primo for an intermediate older person. Um, that's going to dry you out even more. So I like Primo. Um, but you know, again, I have plenty of guys that I know that are 40 that still run EQ. I'm just telling you from a longevity and, you know, a standpoint where you're going to have the least side effects as you get older, I might tend to more primo over like an EQ as a second option. I want to know, like for you, I, I mean, I hear when I hear like the humanocrat issues and stuff like that, I, I'm always really quick to add in uh, like a ton of omegas, a ton yeah. of omegas for clients um, and the D-lemony too that uh, I think uh, Austin Stout talked about on um, the Excellence Cartel, which is yeah. your podcast. Um, but what products do you guys, what products do you like to use when you start seeing that on labs or even mitigate side effects during cycle when that becomes an issue? So I can tell you mine was always 
constantly at 54. I added in a product called Carditone, C-A-R-D-I-T-O-N-E. And it's supposed to help with blood pressure. But I believe the way it does it is through hematocrit because mine's always at 48 now, which is, which is a great number for my age. And it's under, it's in range. Right. And that was the only thing I really added that had to do with like blood pressure and blood viscosity. So that Carditone is pretty badass. Um, I'll do one to two a day, just depending on how I feel. Like sometimes I get back from training, I feel like my heart's just not settling down. My blood pressure might be up. I hit two. Um, but I just went to my, get my, uh, uh, six months checkup. I was 118 over 56 for blood pressure. Um, right. so it was great. And I use Carditone daily. So that actually I've seen impact my HCT directly. Jason, one question. I know you were talking about Mastron before, a little bit before uh, we started talking about support subs. Would you recommend someone to run, if they if they're, somebody's running Mastron instead of EQ, for example, uh-huh. do they need to cut their AI, their Rimidex or Nastron? They may, they may, definitely. Um, it just depends, again, if you're more of a fat, watery guy, you know, your, your, your genetics are to be watery and puffy. Um, you may not, you may need both. But if you're a guy who's on the leaner side, yeah. And honestly, if you're a guy that's on the leaner side, Mastron's going to keep you looking good for the summer, but it's definitely not going to be a compound with tests that's going to put the most size on you. I mean, let, let's let's know what we're doing. If you're on a moderate test dose in Mastron, you're there to look drier, to be leaner. And, you know, you're going to get more benefit of that, the leaner and drier of a person you are in, in terms of your physique at that current moment. Mastron's not going to put a ton of size on you, but, you know, it is a DHT derivative. It can over time. But, you know, your quicker bangs for bucks are going to be your equipoise, your MPP, you know, with, with your cycle. So backtrack here to, to Mastron, what dosages are you, are we talking about to have a, to a more have of effect? A, yeah. To have a more of a polished look, because a lot of people talk about, okay, Mastron is more of a finisher. Yep. And uh, if you're, if you're down to like 8%, you can run Mastron, it'll finish you off. You'll look really nice and polished. Somebody that's in the 12 to 15%. You have no business running it. Right? They really aren't going to see much from it. They have better option to either get lean or um, just put in like a, you know, a test EQ, test DECA and, you know, and just get your, get your size and go for it. There's really no point. Um, you know, and in most mass gaining cycles, there's not going to be much master and there might be a hundred MIGs as an anti-estrogen, but they're not relying on that to drive the, the big anabolism and, and grow. But a dosage to get benefit, to get that dry look, 200 MIGs a week would do it. Um, you don't, you don't need a ton of these compounds if you're in shape. That's interesting that you say that because, uh, you read and I, and I've heard from other people that their coaches say, Hey, if you're not running 600 milligrams of, of Mastron, you might as well not take it. The same thing with, with Primo, if, unless you're running six to 800 milligrams of ma- of Primo, it's useless. What are you, what is your take on that? Because as far as I know, it's all dependent on how your body responds to it. You it's can respond. Total bullshit. To it's total bullshit. You know, everyone responds to this shit different. I mean, I've worked out with guys who wanted to be bodybuilders. They wanted to look round. They wanted to be lean. They got on the gear and man, they barely look different. And they were training with me. So I know they were training, right? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, I can't get you to grow. Like I've seen it before. And then I've seen guys who take 250 MIGs and they fucking look like they're on everything. You know, I always get accused of being on trend because I'm always lean and veiny. I don't touch that shit in the off season. You know, it's just, it's how you react. It's what your genetics are. You're only going to be what you're going to be in your response, but no, like Primo at 300, you'll get a response. You'll get, you'll see something at 200. Is it as much? No, you're going to see more at 800. I mean, let's be honest. You, you take more drugs. You're going to get more of a response, I mean, yeah. but you know, there's no reason to go crazy with this shit. 
I think another thing too to realize is like you have to have your fucking fundamentals dialed in first. Oh, like 100 percent Almost like Jason just said, like training intensity. Man, sometimes what people think they're training at versus what they're really training at, or they're overtraining and they're like eating like 500, you know, grams of protein a day and like drinking like shakes and mass gainers and their GI system is fucked and they're training seven days a week and they're pushing tons of stims. Like first, they look like shit. (laughs) They look like shit, right? And it's really more of an adrenal cortisol issue at that place, but nothing is going to work. And then if you add in anabolics that you're just creating a cascade of downfall. So I think before even starting a cycle or just remembering that like, have your sleep, your recovery, your food, and your training intensity really fucking dialed in first. And then these can really be a benefit. But if you don't have those foundations and you're sitting, you know, you're a man sitting at like 20, 25% body fat, and you're like, I'm going to run a cycle and think that you're going to look like Rich Froning, like check it out. That ain't going to actually work. These are going to be supplementation to help enhance what you are already doing. So again, if you don't have your ABCs down, it's not, it's not going to work out. It's a waste of money at that point. You bet you're better off throwing money at, you know, nutritional support and a, and a trainer than throwing your money at, you know, um, you know, whatever you're getting from your friend or wherever you're getting on online for, you know, building muscle. Chicken breast. I, I, it's, it's, it's crazy. You say that because I know for a fact, and probably you do too, Jason, guys that come to me and, and tell me I'm running trend and I'm running this. And you look at them, you're like, Oh, dude, it's, 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 <laughs> you're you're, you, you would be surprised. Like I, I, I was at a crunch for a, a good while. You would be surprised how many guys walk up to me and go, say, hey, this is what I'm running. What do you think? And I'm looking at them like, I never thought you were on gear, man. Like, <laughs> and it's, it's a lot of dudes and they'll at least be on like, you know, one gram of stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, um, so, and then listen, you know, it's your body, but I would take your time to get your fundamentals down. Just like, she, like, like Sony said, I mean, you know, uh, I was 33. I had already placed top six at the junior national show. I mean, I had guys backstage asking me and I'm like, I'm on creatine and branch chain aminos, you know? <laughs> like, um, so, you know, Fantastic. you got to know what you're doing to get any benefit. And, and you know, if you, if, if all you know is more, 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 you're probably lacking in your nutrition or training. Some, there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a missing link somewhere lower down the chain. And also testing your stuff or having a really good source is like very important because, you know, you could think you're taking something and it could one, it could not be that too. It could just be like actual oils, which we've, we've heard about all those stories before. Uh, like I'll share my story. Uh, I actually was going to do, um, I was adding in, I, I competed completely natural. Oh, same thing. Like B, BC, like essential amino acids, creatine, like very even low on caffeine. Like, and I won, I did really, really well in both my shows and I had great muscular development. Now I have some genetic disposition. Like I'm already, I genetically hold a ton of lean mass in my legs. So it was helpful. But in my off season, I had a, I had a coach and I was working with him and he, he really wanted me to, um, we thought about adding in some bars. So I was like, all right, great. And I had a source unnamed, but it actually, Jason, I remember messaging you and I was like, you know, like I'm like two weeks in, I'm like, I put on like seven and a half. Oh, nine yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And Jason's was like, uh, sounds like you got D ball. And I was D-ball, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? So I got a, I got a kit. Right. And I, and I tested it and I was like, ah, fuck dude. So I like, I ran, I think four, was it weeks, four weeks of D ball. Oh so, shit. You're That's, lucky that that drops voices like no it, other. Like I could feel it too. Like I already kind of have like a little like elvish voice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. very fern gully vibes. But then like you could just tell, you know, I was like, 
Oh, I've seen her ruin some girls. I was so watery and I was holding so, I mean, like, like something wasn't right. And I remember I tested it and I was like, for sure. And then I tried grabbing it again, the second round, same thing. And I was like, if you don't have a really good source, especially for females, y'all, I think maybe we should- Oh yeah, for females. Female PED use, but you know, men, first of all, labs are just as important in females as in males, because you can have underlying PCOS issues that you don't necessarily know about. And very in, P, in PCOS, we have a lot, a lot higher androgens. And then you add in extra androgens on top of that. And your chance of virilizing and side effects are so much higher. So you have to really know, and same thing, if we are taking things that increase testosterone and testosterone can aromatize into estrogen and you're on birth control or something like that, and you add Anivar in there, you can have some serious issues with estrogen dominance down the line that play issues into you not being able to lose weight, hormonal dysfunction, and a bunch of other shit that you have to clean up on the back end. So can you talk to us a little bit now about like for women, women, you know, coming into PED use, what that looks like, you know, on your... <laughs> I'm going to hold on because I want to talk about women, but I got to talk about a big elephant in the room, if you want to call it. Do it, Ron. <laughs> the king of all steroids. Yep. I want to know about Trenbolone. Yeah. And let's talk about side effects. Let's talk about yep. usage. Let's yep. talk. Go for it, dude. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's, let's first say that's an advanced person's compound. Okay. Very advanced. Um, and the reason I say that is, is because it comes with the most amount of side effects. Um, there's trend cough, which can freak you the fuck out if you never didn't know to watch for it. That's when you inject it and you have a reaction to the, the, the BA in the, in, the, in the compound. That's the alcohol that's used to dilute it and shit. So it can get to your lungs in a way that it, you can't catch your breath. And the only way you can do it is small inhales and exhales, um, almost like you're uh, hyperventilating that's how you'll breathe until it, until it passes. But if you're trying to take deep breaths and you don't know about this, you think you're dying. So there's trend cough. Um, it's a stressor on the body, like literally a stressor. And so I've seen whoop data where recovery goes to shit. You would think, oh, it's 500 times more anabolic um, than testosterone. Well, yeah, but it's also a stressor on the body. So you might be feeling like you're recovering better in terms of muscle soreness, but there's a stress that's going on. And with that comes then the inability to sleep for many people. So they might be, really get to the point where they cannot sleep. I've seen it that bad. And it also can cause more anxiety because it depletes serotonin. So if you're someone already low in serotonin, you got to be careful with trend. Anxiety is going to rise. You also can get night sweats. And I believe the reason that is, is because you do process carbohydrates faster on trend. And I believe it's your blood sugar's dipping really bad at night and you wake up with really bad sweats. I'm talking like the whole bed. It feels like, you know, you might pissed or something, but it's just sweat. It's really nasty. And so there's all these different sides that can happen with this compound. And as I said, it is five times more anabolic than tests. So this is, this is strong, but it helps you store nitrogen and, and glycogen like no other. So, you know, you get hard, you get round. It's just... You don't directly burn more fat, but because of the processing of carbs, you just, it just seems like it's making you get leaner and, and it is helping it through the processing of all the bodily systems, but I wouldn't call it a, a fat burner. Um, so it's got all these great benefits, but it comes with a lot of side effects. So now here's my thing. If you're young and you want to use it in the off season, go for it, but I don't advise it. I would save it for the preps. 
if you are going to use it, keep it at 200 milligrams in the off season, no more. And I would only do it eight weeks at a time. So maybe you have like a cycle where you're, you know, you're at test EQ, uh, D ball eight weeks. And then the last four to eight weeks, you know, you drop out your EQ and you go test trend to, to lean back up, harden up. But that's, that's really it. I would advise if you're over 40, don't even use it in the off season. Maybe don't even use it in prep. Maybe. Um, but you know, you'll see doses of 700 milligrams, 1400 milligrams. I've seen some coaches recommend that's craziness. I had a, a 26 year old guy send me a message saying that it, uh, his coach put him on a thousand milligrams of trend. Yeah. And, um, it mind boggles me because we look at him, he's not in bad shape, mm-hmm. but for him, for a person that's 26 running a thousand milligrams of trend, I can only scary. It, it is scary. I it's mean, scary. it's that powerful of a drug. Now, when you're running trend, what in, I, I know you mentioned a lot of the side effects. Let's talk about aggression. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. If you're a dickhead and a shithead before you take peds, you're going to be a huge asshole. Like that's just you. Um, if you're someone who's chill and always nice, like you're going to be a little more agitated. So like, definitely know that it's not like halo testing where like, if you take that shit and someone says something dumb, you just, you just let them know by the look on your face. Like that, that's the, that stuff's the worst for that trends next in line. You know, you just got to be careful with your mouth. But like I said, if you're just a huge dick anyways, there's really not much you can do. You're just going to be an asshole. Kind of got to know yourself and you kind of got to be like, all right, I'm on low calories. I'm taking this shit. I, I've got to make myself smile at people, even if I don't want to, um, because there is more aggression on it. And, you know, that translates into the gym too, which is great, right? Like more aggression in the gym, you're going to lift more, you're going to attack your workout, but it also can translate into real life. So um, it's just a compound that's, you know, because of what it does to serotonin, I mean, it's, it's, it's mentally changing you, at least for the time that you're taking it. And so that's something that, you know, you can't take lightly and you have to be cognizant of. Does Tremblone have any metabolic uh, increasing properties? Does it raise body temperature? I'm not sure. But because of the way it helps you burn carbs more efficiently through all the bodily processes, there is more of an ability to eat more and still get leaner. But I don't know if it's truly upping uh, body temperature. That's interesting. I got guys coming to me and saying, if I was running this, this, and this, I would look just as jacked. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you look at, <laughs> and then you ask yeah. them, what are you running? And they're like, well, yeah. I'm running D-ball. And you're like, you're running all that shit. And you look yeah. like that. And right. it's not, I'm not being offensive to anyone. Right. But yeah. what are your, what is your take on that? And, and what, do, what do you say when people tell you something? Like Cause I'm just, I just want to give them the look and smack them sometimes. You know what? Uh, most people don't say any of that to me anymore. Um, <laughs> probably, probably because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Jason's like, I don't deal with that bullshit, Ron. Yeah. Like, like it's fucking Jason. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I, I, I try to, uh, honestly just keep drama low in my life and sometimes people say shit in the gym that i know is completely wrong half the time i'd be like oh that's cool and i just move on because i don't have time to like try to uneducate them or educate them on you know their and i just don't think they're gonna care about it anyways like to hear it um but you know if you're talking about like getting away with using less you know will anavar work for a man yes 100 it will they want to say it's a chick drug it works excellent uh, you're going to, you're going to be rounder. You're going to be fuller. You're going to, your pumps are going to be better. I like taking it pre-workout for guys. Get a, You can use it to kind of get over a hump. You know, if they're, 
they're trying to progress in a lift and you know it's like hey you know throwing a little anabar you very can do that low with, sides. very very low yeah, sides. the sides are low the one side that i do want to tell you about to watch for the biggest side effect will be liver and will be your hdl it actually can really crush hdl i'm talking sixes and fours and yeah. fives and that's our good cholesterol guys for those yeah. listening so that's yeah. definitely something you guys want to have in check so making sure again that you are taking the right supplementation during your protocol is huge on on all of this yeah on all yeah. of this you know if you're going to add an oral um either be ready to run tudka uh, metapure for my company yeah. you should put something in for liver support at yeah. least during or after um, to clear it, to cleanse it out. Liver's a really resilient gland. So like if you see ele elevated enzymes, it's not the end of the world, but definitely act upon it. But your HDL, you know, at 50 milligrams, I see it take it down into the 12s a lot with guys. So, you know, for eight weeks or however long you're on it, you know, you're, you're not clearing out arteries as well. I mean, that's what HDL does. It's like the dump truck goes in and pulls out the, uh, you know, the, the sludge and, and all the bullshit. So you know, it's, it's a risk reward. Anavar does come with low sides, but those are the main ones. Will four weeks at 50 megs hurt a guy to jumpstart a cycle? Nah. Um, and that'd be fine. But I, me personally, if you want to be in the game long, I say just save orals for, for prep. Can I throw in one more thing about yeah. trend, right? And like, yeah. when you talk about the low serotonin, I just want to drive home how big of a deal that really is for like, I think that neurotransmitters, like I'm just such a nerd. They don't get talked about enough, yeah, but like, there's so many fucking processes inside of the body that just on a very low level, I'm going to break down just one area of where serotonin now converts over into melatonin inside of the body, which creates glutathione in the body. So we're talking about powerful antioxidants and free radical hunters that stem with serotonin and that creates so many processes in keeping your body healthy. So it's, it's, it's also like inflammation. It's also like a detoxifying, you know, you, where your cells are, how your energy output is. Cause those things and that the, the resilience of your cells, you know, it's not always going to come back the same way. And those control so many different processes inside of our body. And when you start dealing with things like serotonin levels as well, coming back from that is a fucking mind fuck. Like if you're lucky, you'll return back to normal levels, but chances are like, you got to now work on your gut on a serious level and you have to dial down, you know, all of the habits in your life. And that's one of the reasons why it affects sleep so heavily is because it crushes the body of natural, like the actual hormone melatonin as well. So yep. Just keep that in mind, you know, like, what are you willing to give up to go up is a huge thing I like to ask clients or even like when people talk to me in the gym, like sometimes I have to stand next to Ron. So they take me seriously. You know what I mean? <laughs> what's, this little, what's this girl know about anything? You know, yeah. like hey, look at my friend, <laughs> but like, really, like you have to ask yourself, like, how are you going to show up for your family? And how are you showing up in different areas of your life? If you're taking this kind of stuff, because it will affect your relationships, will affect your oh, yeah. job, it can affect your work and it can affect you long-term in a way. So make sure that you're willing to, you know, deal with those side effects and those repercussions long-term before you even enter this realm. That's well, so trends another 19 nor so you can have prolactin issues with that where yeah. you have guys um, dropping out of their nipples, dark uh, right. and, and really low sex drive completely. That's what I was going to say. And then that leads to low sex drive. Yeah. Right. Question for you. And uh, this is a question that was asked by one of our, our customers. Uh, I know you covered PCT, but for somebody that's done a 24 weeks, uh, let's say heavy PED cycle. Yeah. Give us a summary of all the support supplements, Novodex, Clomid, HCG, what else do you, would you throw in there as an added benefit? So are we assuming they are, we're, they're going to PCT and you want me to tell you what I would run for PCT? Yes. Okay. So 24 week cycles, really long. 
And so, you know, that person may have libido issues by the end of it. Um, they may have cholesterol issues by the end of it, um, liver issues, um, kidney issues. You just don't know, right? So I'm just going to kind of cover what I would do for that person with supplementation and their PCT. So I would run their PCT for six to eight weeks. I would do um, HCG, uh, let's say 500 IUs um, three times a week. I would add in HMG, 75 IUs two times a week, not on the same days. And I would put Clomid in at 50 milligrams a day. And I'm going to tell you, Clomid sucks. You're probably going to get anxiety on it. So you're going to want to use something like Arcordis from New Ethics, or you can just go with ashwagandha. But the anxiety on Clomid is awful. You're going to be questioning every move you've made in your life and whether you're just a complete piece of shit or not. It's really tough stuff. I liken it to like how women probably feel during their like really bad PMS, women who get real bad PMS. You just don't want to be around people. It's just a bad drug, but unfortunately it works really well in bringing your luteinizing hormone back. And a 24 week cycle is a really long time. So we're just assuming this person wants to get off, clean out. So I would run that setup for around six weeks or as long as they can go on Clomid. If they can get four weeks in, cool, pull them off of it and then let them finish up on their ACG and HMG. Now, we don't know what their labs have issues with, but let's say we take labs and they have all the issues and I'll just give you some supplements that you can help with, right? So you got cholesterol issues now. Um, I like uh, D-lemonine, uh, 2000 milligrams a day and krill oil, um, Viva brand four of those a day. Um, niacin works really well too. I forget the dosing on that. You could Google niacin and, and cholesterol benefits and you'll get a dosing, but you put those together for, for cholesterol. And then you put in extra virgin olive oil. For me, that's the one that works the best, but MCT will help too. macadamia nut oil, Omega-3 eggs that say that they, they're a little higher in it because they were fed, the hens were fed better. All those things will need to be incorporated for cholesterol issues. Um, you may even need to bring carbs down some and rely on so that you can work more of those healthy oils in. Let's say their liver is off. So that's A-L-T-A-S-T is, is off. Our company, Met New Ethics, makes Metapure. It's great for uh, maximizing phase one and phase two of liver detoxification. Or you could use Tudka, probably about 2,000 milligrams. That's T-U-D-C-A. Uh, that's just uh, helps bile salts and helps. Uh, it's like a good antioxidant for the liver. Um, N-acetylcysteine, NAC, is good as well, about 1,000 milligrams. So you have some options with the liver. It has a lot of that in it. Like, so people are listening. Like, I, I was talking to somebody today, and it's like, it's a fucking killer product. Like, if you look at the back of it, it's basically like I take it daily, and yeah, like just too. because it keeps everything going, right? Like, why wouldn't you? It has everything you need, and like I literally like once you go through like buying all your PCT subs and you're looking at everything, you're like, I can take one scoop of this shit and, yeah, or two it's scoops. It's cover a good amount. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the bioavailability is good. It's quality, so it, yeah. it does actually make a big difference. Yeah, and so those are some things you can do for liver. Um, just remember, you know, if you see that they're off a bit, liver enzymes are going to be off from oral steroid use. Some people are more prone from injectables. Some aren't. Um, that's why I'm saying like, I don't throw every one of these at someone right away. I kind of rather look at labs and then go from there. Um, kidneys, kidneys could be off and, uh, you're looking at, uh, creatinine and bun. And if any of those are elevated, um, you might be someone who wants to take astragalus, AS. T R A G 
Astra G A L U S Astra Gallus. You know, once kidneys are damaged, it's really hard to restore those filaments in the filtration. Um, but astragalus has actually proved to do that a bit. Um, so you got to, but you got to go about eight grams. So I would hit it with eight grams, you know, and then retest your labs and see how you're doing. You might have to bring your carbs down too. Sugars are harder on the kidneys, rely on more healthy oils. Do you ever use glutathione in post PCT, post psychotherapy? Um, you know, it'd be a great one for, uh, bringing liver, uh, values down. Um, so I don't as often, but a nice liposomal glutathione would, would help too. You could use that for your livers. Um, so astragalus, bringing protein down, maybe even bring carbs down will help kidneys. But I'll tell you if, if you're someone whose kidneys are impaired from cycling, I mean, I, once you see your, your EGFR, um, that's basically your filtration rate. Uh, once you see that dip, anything under 60 scares me. I don't know that you're someone who really needs to be cycling anymore. You know, I mean, your kidneys just don't regenerate. You, you, you end up needing kidneys. But like I said, I don't see a lot of, of you might see a bun elevated, but then their EGFR is fine. It's over 60, you know, um, just, you know, I know you'll have a labs again, but I'm just giving them a few areas to look at and they can go from there. Um, what else can go wrong? Let's see. So insulin sensitivity, you know, if you're someone who pushed carbs to 700, you've got, you're running trend, which is another stress on the body. Your CRP is high. That's your internal inflammation. And, you know, uh, insulin sensitivity is looking bad. Your fasted glucose isn't great. Your A1Cs over the limits. Um, that can go wrong. So then I use a glucose disposal agent, my company, GA Max. Um, you can use L-carnitine, amino pure, because that's been shown to improve insulin sensitivity. Um, so that will bring that back down as well as bringing carbs down and relying more on heavy, you know, on your, on your oils. Um, so you got to look at that. That can be a problem. And those can be some supplements you can use. Um, berberine is in our product, but a standalone at 500 milligrams per carb meal will help reset insulin sensitivity as you bring carbs down. Um, let's see, thyroid, you know, sometimes can be, can be thrown off. Um, it's not as prevalent because usually with increased testosterone, thyroid works better, but you, you can see it. Uh, my company makes thyroid boost, but really, you know, you can start with just, um, getting more iodine in your diet and see where things go if you, if you want, but, um, thyroid boost works really well. Um, let's see any other markers we covered kidney, liver, cholesterol, insulin sensitivity, thyroid, are you looking at things like LH prior to female starting cycle? I don't always. I mean, but let's be honest. If someone is willing to put the money out, it's always best for either sexes to take labs before. I had a guy do that. Um, he, before he started his first cycle, we took his labs. He was down to 350 tests and we would have never known it. He was 225 pounds. He didn't stay super lean, but he had, he built muscle, but his test was 350. So if we didn't know that, we would have just figured like, you know, if he ran his PCT and got to 350, that just didn't work. But that's where he's at. And so like, even though he's a younger guy, he's going to make a decision on whether he's just going to cruise or try to restore that 350. But he was already low. So I, if you can get your client to get labs just pre-cycle and it's their first cycle, I always recommend it. Because now you got a baseline of what, and they, they may already have poor cholesterol. So now you know right in the cycle you have to run it. So if they'll do it, great. But I mean, you know, all this shit adds up. Not everyone wants to run labs before. So people that are listening and primarily on the newbies, in your labs, you're going to see your testosterone levels, uh, whether it's your free or, or your, your regular testosterone levels. If it's 350, it's going to say normal. 350 or 200, it's low. Yeah. 
even if it's normal, you would probably benefit for some, from some level of TRT, especially if you're a younger guy. I had a young guy send me a, a, a note a couple of weeks back saying, hey, I'm 26 or 24, and I'm at 213 on my yep. test levels. And that tells me that there's something wrong there. So it's not normal to be at the 200, especially if you're 26 or 30 for that matter. No. So get it checked. And don't go by the normal and not normal on the actual labs. You want to be optimal. I've got a question for you. Primo, you yeah. said raises LH. No, but Primo most likely will lower L LH. It'll all lower LH. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. Primarily, Jason, most most anabolics will lower your LH anyway. Yes. It? Yeah, it's gonna. It's that negative feedback loop that's gonna gonna cause that to stop talking to the ovaries or the testes. Yeah, so that's what yeah. you're that's what you're restoring when you run PCT. You're getting your luteinizing hormone back up so they yeah, they talk to the sometimes um, when that shit's gone, it's fucking gone. Yeah, it can be. It's interesting you say that, Sonia, because I had uh, and I talked to uh, my TRT doctor, and basically he said, My LH is almost always like mine's and, close to that too. And that's genetics. He so said, is mine. That's just yeah. genetics. So yeah. you have to gauge it from a, a scientific standpoint, from a medical standpoint as well. It's like, hey, if you're constantly always low in something and you're okay, you feel okay, then it's perhaps nothing to worry about. You want to take a look at it. Obviously, you want to analyze, have some professional guy or somebody to take a look at for that matter. But genetically, sometimes we're all a little bit different. The bitch is for women, they need that to come up to have their period. Yeah. It all needs to speak together for us, men. as long as we're getting our sex drives good and, you know, we can rock on with it, you know, and you can, you can kind of post put pump other values or us men, we can run HCG nonstop with our, um, with our TRT and, you know, usually libido stay good. Even if our LH is kind of down women, unfortunately, you know, if it's down then the period isn't coming back. And so it's a more sticky situation where we try to hit them with chase Berry and things. It'll try to get that, that, uh, that discussion between the ovaries and the luteinizing hormone working again. So why don't we start talking about uh, females, the ladies. Yeah. And go ahead. Female versus VAR. I read, right. And these aren't PubMed studies. I kind of just read a couple of different sources talk about Primo and fertility treatment, which I didn't know if you knew anything about or if I, I have no, no idea. I was, it was weird to me. Fertility. For fertility. So I'm, I'm going to dig into that. I just saw it last night. So I'm going to dig into that a little bit more. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. And that's like an oddball that raises luteinizing hormone, but I can't imagine <laughs> I that like, just knowing, oh. knowing the <laughs> negative like, feedback loop. I'm just going to be getting an email. <laughs> every pad, every steroid is, is synthesized from testosterone. Yeah. And you put testosterone in the body and the negative feedback loop kicks. And now you stop producing your own. That's, what happened so i can't imagine primo all of a sudden because it's got one or two different atoms that it's able to increase luteinizing hormone but hey yeah. if you find something bring it up on the show next time i, I will i'll send I'll, let me read about it before i sound like a fucking idiot that took some like reddit some dude on reddit right. it's like my girlfriend yeah. got pregnant she was on primo, primo and i'm like right you know, yeah. like you can't get guys first off you think you can't get pregnant on steroids you're fucking dead wrong like my daughter is a beautiful little like little yeah. little, little baby but like I have a couple of friends too. So like, first of all, yeah. that's a fucking man. 10% yeah. of men too don't lose that ability. So yes. yeah. And I mean, I wasn't on anabolics when I had my daughter, but her dad was and yeah. that I, there you, you know, go. 10%, 10% yeah, of men. It's, it's not birth control guys, but I want to know your opinion of VAR versus Primo with ladies. When do you use one or the, over the other? Yeah. And which one do you like to use? When you start talking about women, like 
they will react to things so much more differently. Or I guess we should say, because you want to protect femininity, they react so much differently. You know, men are probably getting those same things, but if our voice gets deeper or our jaw gets more square, you just look more manly, you know, more masculine. Um, But with women, that's not what you want. So, you know, there's a lot more nuance that goes into this with women. Now, why, why would I choose Anavar over Primo? Mainly because most women don't want to inject. Um, they want to just take a pill. You know, it seems more invasive that they have to, you know, do this injecting and it makes them seem like what they're doing is way more, you know, probably what a man does. Whereas Anavar, it's just this little pill. Sometimes it's pink. I'll take this and, you know, it'd be fine. Well, yes. And no, you got to work on doses, right? So Anavar is a good introduction for women. It is going to come with low side effects if you keep the doses down. Now, what would that be? I would recommend five to 10 milligrams a day for six to eight weeks for someone to try it out. The more muscle they carry and the less they need to build, put them at five. If they're already ready to do it and they need to make better gains, put them at 10. Both are still low doses. Um, I like to time it pre-workout about an hour. And then on off days, you just take it with meal one, but I don't like to go too long. And the reason being is I don't want the period dormant too long. So I do six to eight weeks. And then I usually put them on our jump start by new ethics to get the, um, ovaries talking again. And, um, you know, so getting basically, um, the HPA back online, um, usually the period comes back pretty quick. And once that's restored, then I don't mind an eight weeks later running another six to eight week cycle. And then we're not bombarding the body too long with androgens either. So side effects stay lower. Are we going to grow as fast? No, but you protect the femininity and, you know, still get results over time. Um, So basically you could use Primo in the same way. Um, Your doses might be a little higher, you know, maybe 20 meg two times a day. That's still very low. And then assess I have ran women up, you know, in physique up to 33 milligrams, three times a week. Um, but sometimes those women don't care as much about side effects. Do you like to use them more in building or for contest prep? Cause that, that's another question. Primo. Uh, yeah. Primo, Primo or VAR. Like, are you uh, looking to put on size? If, if it's a, if it's a bikini or figure girl, I'm probably going to just use mostly Anavar. Um, and I might throw in the product by the lab supplements, Abolic. Yeah. Um, you know, just to kind of, and that's a kind of like a non-hormonal anabolic. Um, Cause I want to keep sides down. If someone's in physique for me off season, that's usually when an injectable gets added. Um, so you might have Anavar and Primo together. You might Anavar and Deca together. You might have Anavar and EQ together. And all of these are going to react different to each person. And so you got to impress upon them. Watch your sides. Is your voice cracking? Do you care? If it's doing that and you let it go too long, that means you're going to drop an octave. Are you getting dark hair on your face that you don't like? Is your clit enlarging? Do you like that or do you not like that? It might go back down. It might stay a little bigger. Is that going to be a problem to you? Really, the woman has to assess how much femininity she's willing to give up. And then that's going to dictate which direction you go. Now, let's throw this out there. If a woman is willing to do it, I love just using GH and insulin off season. There's there, that's a down. Those are down different, completely different pathways. There's no virilization at all. There's no risk of voice. There's no risk of clit enlargement, darker hair. If anything, the GH is going to make their skin more supple and their hair prettier and their nails grow better. 
And insulin, if done right, can be done very safe. And again, that has no virilization. Now, a lot of women don't want to get that advanced or they feel like it's too advanced and they settle for an anabolic. But let's be serious. I don't care that it's called Anavar and it's pink and you think it's for women. It, it's a male hormone. It's derived from testosterone and it can start to virilize you. So assess your doses. Don't go, oh, it's only 10 milligrams. It's not doing it. If you think like your voice feels hoarse and you're, you're worried about that, stop the Anavar or, or decrease your dose. Um, so those are things that you got to have discussions with either themselves or with their coach. What are they willing to give up, you know, to, to, to reach this goal? I have a question, Jay. I know that earlier you, we were talking about Prima. You said 20, mi 20 migs two times a day. You meant two times a week? I meant week. If I okay. said day, I meant week. Yeah, I, I thought sure I said that, week. I want to make sure we get the right information out there. No, that would be way too much. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's still under 50 mig uh, load for the week. Um, and like I said, I've worked people up to 100. I mean, I've heard of girls taking 200, but there's definitely going to be virilization 200 migs a week for most women on Primo. Just because Primo is a lighter, again, it's still a substrate, you know, it's, it's synthesized from testosterone. Let's always remember that. Are there side effects with using insulin post cycle? So for people who are listening that, you know, talk about insulin and stuff like that, like someone who is more prone to insulin resistance issues or more yep. belly fat issues, cause it's genetics too. If they were to be using an insulin protocol, would that leave them more susceptible to insulin resistance down the line? So here's the deal with that. If you use a slower acting insulin like Lantus and you use it at higher doses, that shit is trickling out of your body all day. So over time, you are going to lose sensitivity because you're getting hit. Those receptors are getting hit all day with that Lantus. That's not what I would recommend. I would recommend Humalog or Novolog. It's fast acting. You take it pre-workout only. It's in. It helps you deal with your biggest bolus of carbs day, that day, which is usually pre-intra-post. It's actually helping your beta cells relax and rest because you don't have to put out as much of your own insulin. So in that protocol, and then you don't take it off days. So you're resetting sensitivity then as well. In that protocol, no. If anything, a small dose of insulin is helping sensitivity because the beta cells get to rest. Now, if you took 20 IUs of Humalog every meal, six times a day, yep, you're going you're gonna to lose sensitivity. You're going to get big as fuck, but you're going to lose sensitivity eventually. But at small doses pre-workout, no, it's not an issue. Now, insulin, you can go hypo. It's an advanced technique. You got to understand that if you take four IUs of insulin, the rule of thumb is usually you need 40 carbs. So it's 10 carbs per IU, but even that's not always true with people. Some people need less, some people need more. So you got to be ready to have your intra and hit yourself with some sugars if you feel hypo. But, you know, again, advanced technique, but I'm just saying, Hey, it's really not a bad way to grow with women. And I do it with some of my clients who are willing to do it. It's, it's GH and, it and slant like off season. Actually use, utilizing the use of carbohydrates and training volume and growth hormone that it sounds like the muscle mass built during that period may stay longer. Correct me if I'm wrong than in a VAR cycle. Thank you. Well, with higher growth hormone, and we would never take this with the women, like 10 IUs, you are actually creating new muscle cells rather than just making the ones you have bigger. At a smaller dose, yeah, I mean, you're just making the ones you have bigger. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there, I doubt there's a study like, you know, using these two versus VAR, which one's going to hold longer. But I can tell you that if virilization just scares the shit out of you and you don't want your voice altered at all, it's just an option or it's an option for longevity because, you know, there's a shelf life on on women keep taking male steroids. Eventually, over time, it is going to, even if it's just VAR, 
it is going to change the shape of your face. And sometimes it makes it for the better. And sometimes it makes it for the worse. Yeah. I, don't, I can't tell you which way it's going to make you. Some women look better with a little bit more jaw and chin and some look way worse. So yeah. question Jason, know. for the ladies that want us that are a little more advanced. So what is your protocol for, let's say GH and uh, insulin, whether it's Humalog or Atlantis, I think Humalog is probably the, the best way to go. But that or Novolog, they're both fast acting. Two IUs of GH for a woman starting or? No more, no more, even maybe 1.5 or one because GH does bring a little water holding with it. And you know how women are with their weight and you know, if they're feeling like now there's a little more water, you know, even though they're bigger and getting rounder, they're, they're freaking out. So I would just do one IU to one and a half and assess tolerance. And I personally, when it's that low dose, I like it pre-workout with a little insulin. So, you know, you'd eat your meal, you know, maybe it's 40 carbs and that allows you to have up to four IUs of, of insulin. Um, and that's a small dose and you would take them together pre-workout. And then you would want some intra-carbs where you get maybe another 30 and then maybe another 40 post. So you're not going to go hypo at all. You've got yourself covered, but, um, you know, something like that would help spur growth. And like I said, there's no virilization. Again, most women, hear those two terms and they're like, no, I'd rather just take bar. And it's like, fine. Okay. No, no problem. But right. it is a way to grow and not affect your femininity. Right. It seems like it's a trend, right? I think when you talk to females, even bikini competitors that are starting off, the first thing they're saying is like, Where, where's my bar? I, I need bar. Yeah. because I heard that all girls need to run bar when they're trying to compete. And let's, let me, let me put this caveat out too. I truly think that every single person before they ever run a cycle should not necessarily they don't have to compete but they should diet they should they should have at least gone through a growth phase and a diet phase and become an expert on their body or at least know a bit about their body before they put these into play so yeah. my point is if a bikini competitor comes to me and she's never even got on stage and she wants to use var i'm like absolutely not i don't even know what your true potential is i know a good amount not a good amount but i know some women who have done very well at the pro level staying natural so if they had gotten in with a coach right away who was pushing that it would have been for nothing they didn't need it so i like to see someone where they shake out at just dieting on their own especially in bikini class i i feel like drugs are getting thrown at that class way too much they're so yeah. tiny i mean they're literally so tiny it's not like yeah. they need a lot of muscle right yeah. we figure competitors is, i think it's a little bit different but figure I, starts to get different and then physique obviously gets different you know it's, it's it's risk versus reward as you go up if more muscle and a harder physique is needed before we end here cutters cutting yeah. compounds uh for men and women yep okay so var you know let's just cover women real quick var can be used either way it can be used to grow them or it can be used to cut. Okay. Um, if I'm putting a woman through, let's say she's figure, um, I'm putting women through a cutting phase and we're getting ready for a show. I use Anavar. I've used Clenbuterol. I've used Novadex. Novadex basically lowers the estrogen. So I only do it about six weeks because you could put a woman into menopause. Um, you know, a, a, a forced menopause. I mean, it can come back, but it's still, it's, it, you can really, mess things up for a long use of Novadex. So I do 20 migs, like starting six weeks out, but you would have your clan and you would have your VAR. And that's going to pretty much produce pretty nicely in a figure division. It can be used in bikini, but I'm just saying that class, you need to kind of see where the women are in terms of their muscularity. They may not need the Anavar ever. Um, they could still use clan and Novadex. So those are cutters for women. Does Primo help? Yes. Does GH help? Yes. So 
all those can be thrown in. Um, women can take equipoise. Women can take DECA. DECA would not be used in a cutting. Equipoise can go either way. I would never put women on masterone. It's just pure DHT, which gives us men our secondary sexual characteristics, the beard, the, you know, the jaw. Like I, it's just not something I would put a woman on. Um, in men, you've got more options. Um, you know, we, we got our Winstrel, we've got our Mastron, we've got Primo, we've got Trenbolone, and we've got Halotestin. So there's more that you can take on the cutter side, but remember you can cut on test and EQ. Like the diet is going to drive everything. Cutters, as we know, are just those ones that kind of pull the sub Q from the skin and kind of give you that polished show look. Um, you don't need freaking trend and winstrel and masterone to look good at the pool in the summer. Um, you know, I save those for usually for, for, for show cycles. So, um, you know, trend being the harshest, um, if you want to add one to kind of polish off your physique, um, I like Primo. I, again, Winstrel works great, but I don't really like adding an oral. Um, and Masterone can work great too. What about Anabar for men? Anabar works great for men. It does give you a little bit harder look, uh, a little fuller look. But again, it dries down HGL really hard and it is going to cause more stress on the liver. So I think you could get more bang for your buck out of Masterone and Primo and have less stress on the body. Um, and still get a little bit of a drier look because of the anti-estrogen properties of either of those. Masterons is stronger, um, but Primo still pulls sub-Q. And those are all your, your cutters. And doses are going to vary from everyone. I mean, it's, it's from 200 migs to 700 migs. So I can't tell you where to start, but the lower down on the totem pole you are and the less muscle you have, start lower and go from there. Um, so I don't know if you have a specific question about those, but those, those are your cutters and, and the dosings that, you know, you can use. No, I think you address a lot of them. The only question that I have right now would be on Anavar for a male, for a male that's already yeah. about to lead, let's say 10% ish, mm -hmm. but he wants yeah. to look for summer. What yeah. doses do you recommend? I've heard 50 milligrams is probably around a good range you want to stay on. If it's not to polish your physique for a show, is that a safe number? Yeah, it's a pretty good number. 30 to 50 will get you a benefit and a desired look. Um, I have seen it ran up to a hundred, the final week of shows. Um, and you know, you can do that with Winstrel too, but we're just talking, someone wants to run, you know, maybe four to six weeks, the beginning of their cycle, I would go 50 milligrams, you know, put it in pre-workout, uh, maybe about 40 minutes. You're going to get a little bit more aggression. You're going to get a little bit more pump, um, a little better mind muscle connection and more strength. So um, but I, I wouldn't do it longer than four to six weeks in, in either cutting or gaining cycles. We're going to have to do an episode too. We just are, right? Because then it's like, <laughs> what does peaking look like for different stuff? But I know we're like way over time right now. Yeah, but we are. Right now, everyone just like has a really good understanding and the foundation of like basic introduction to, to ED use. And, you know, for the people that are listening, a lot of the time, like what Ron and I were talking about is like, how do we just deliver education to people that are at all different levels. And I think today we definitely did a good job kind of hitting, you know, the, the fundamentals and then, you know, where you can start. And then even some advanced protocols for people that are looking to take their results next level and the repercussions as well. And, you know, you need, if, you know, the listeners out there to take what you heard here, because there's so many nuances, there's so many holes that we could go down here and you need to do your own research. I can't tell you how many times, <laughs> you talk to people and I'm like, what do you do? You, what'd you do about this? Or they're telling me their issue. And I'm like, well, do you have this on hand? Or do you have this? They're like, I don't know. I didn't know this was going to be a problem. 
and you just don't really want to get caught that way. So, you know, there's plenty of resources out there. You can write down the names of the compounds, start researching them. I mean, you'll go down tons of rabbit holes with these things. And that's really what you should be doing. Um, these are just, these podcasts are just to kind of get you thinking and to get you in the right direction. It's really hard to cover everything because um, it does come down to bodies and, and nuances and things of that nature. I always say like, if you're, if you're trying to go for a specific goal, like stage, obviously you want to use a coach, but even if you're just trying to take your, um, your results to the next level, hiring a coach is super beneficial because you are, you're basically paying for an education. If you get a good coach, I mean, hire a coach that's fucking awesome and you'll learn, right. But you're paying for that education alongside of that. So along with coming out with a good physique. Exactly. So, um, there's a lot of things like listening to your coach, like you'll do, and it gives you the better results versus like just maybe knowing it, but not knowing how, how to apply it to yourself. Yep. So much powerful notes there guys, uh, primarily what you just said, Sonia, I've learned from Jason so much over the last three years that I, we, we've been working together and a lot of the stuff that he tells me, I go ahead and I take it to the next, I'm researching, I'm reading. Researching. I'm, and that's what you need to do. And that's exactly what you guys need to do. And Keep in mind, PEDs, guys, it's a responsibility. It's not for someone that just wants to look jacked. And I think we started off in, the, in our podcast today. Everyone, when you're young, you want to look big. You want to be lean. You want to be shredded. You want to be the biggest guy that walks in and everybody looks at. As you progress and you get older, Jason, myself, anyone that, that's going into the 30s, 40s, your, your goal changes. And it's more about how long can I do this and perform <laughs> at a high level and yeah. keep my body looking in a nice way where I look at the mirror and I'm not looking at a belly hanging out yep. and I feel great. My libido's great. Everything's great, but it's a responsibility that comes along with supplementation with support for supplementation. Yep. And of course lab work and primarily it's the second most important thing behind hormonal balancing is um, nutrition. And that's the reason why we talk about earlier on with these people are coming to us and saying, Hey, I'm running a thousand milligrams of training and they're like 140 pounds wet. Right. The, 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 the first thing that comes to mind is your nutrition is you're not, you, you don't eat. No, no. Yeah, I eat. No, you don't. Well, well you I haven't even know. earned the right to take that shit because you guys haven't built enough natural muscle, you know, maximize your body the best you can before you add it. And it's the funniest thing, right? Because they're like, well, how do you know I don't eat them? And, and I'm telling them I'm looking at you, <laughs> right? Uh, in closing, guys, what I mean, we can go into forever on this topic, PEDs, and uh, I think we covered a lot of material here. I don't have any more questions. I think, Jason, you did a fantastic job, as always, uh, you, hitting those key points. Um, Sonia, anything else to add? Next week, guys, make sure that uh, next week, are we launching it next week? Next guest, whatever it comes out, it's going to come out. But our next guest coming up, we're going to be talking um, with, with Chris about all things HRT. So that'll be a fun there little thing go. to talk so that might even be the first level for you if PEDs isn't necessarily something you want to do, but you want to optimize your hormones. So it's going to be a great follow-up for this. Um, as always, if you guys have questions, make sure to send us a message. Follow Jason at Scooby Prep. Jason? <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Prep IFBB, uh, uh, Scooby Prep 1 <laughs> underscore IFBB Pro. <laughs> Just fucking search for Jason people. Yeah. At Team Amino here at Sonia Spill. Thanks for listening, guys. We will talk to you later. We're out, guys. God, uh, family second. Let's roll. We're out.